0: Filmmaker Commentary, episode 126. Welcome to Filmmaker Commentary, where we give you insights from our favorite filmmaking commentaries. These commentaries can be heard on your DVD and Blu-rays of your favorite movies. We'll show you how you can use these commentaries and apply them to improve your video production and filmmaking techniques. All of this here on Filmmaker Commentary. I'm your host, Reginald Titus Jr. Welcome to another episode of Filmmaker Commentary. Reginald Titus Jr., I'm joined with... KCG Smith. Welcome back, sir. Good to be back, sir. And today we're talking about The Wraith, directed by Mike, well, written and directed by Mike Marvin, rated PG-13. And uh, <laughs> they were lenient. <laughs> yes, sir. It should have been rated R. I, I was surprised when I saw it was PG-13. I'm like, how? How is that? They were very lenient. The A- 80s, 80s, dude. 80s. <laughs> Um, what what did we have like for budget and box office?
1: It came out with a budget of approximately two point seven million. The director said that it could have been between two point seven and three point four, something like that. But IMDb gives two point seven million worldwide and a US a domestic box office of three point five
0: million. Wow, yeah. what do you think?
1: I think it it just you know more or less broke even once you put in the P and L. So
0: yeah, um, to kind of add to what the what the director was saying, he said, you know, when he said between 2.7 and 3, he said, like, kind of depends on who you ask and who's, like, the most pissed you, who, off. Yeah, yeah,
1: who's <laughs> the most pissed off about it.
0: Um, but he said he signed a completion bond for $5.4 million. He said somebody's
1: getting, there's a lot of bonuses that went out. He doesn't know the who, but some people got some extra cash.
0: That's It's kind of messed up, too, because this movie looks so good that, I mean, that extra million or two, I, they really would have benefited, you know, if they would have added, you know, just having some longer days. Anyhow, that's my own opinion, but that's messed up. But it makes perfect sense, you know, why things are the way they are. Um, but at any rate, before we dive further, that what year did this come out? Eighty six, nineteen eighty six. Um, eighty yeah. six, heck of well, eighty four is a heck of a year
1: for movies. I'm sure eighty six didn't do bad for itself either.
0: Eighty four, what come? What movie comes to mind?
1: Was, in Ghostbusters, was Ghostbusters 84 or was it
0: 86? Well, No, that uh, the suit inside this film, when he has a suit, it reminds me of Back to the Future when he's in the hazmat, mm. you know, going to um, was that his father, you know, going to his place when he was younger and being in that suit see, to see George. Yeah, yeah, That that's what that suit in the Wraith reminds me of, that Back to the Future scene. Mm. But anyhow, before we talk further about the Wraith, Let's talk about news and movies watched.
1: All right. In the news, according to IndieWire, actor Jonathan Majors says he was punched in the face a little over a hundred times while filming Creed 3. Wow. Also reported that he got so big and jacked for the role that when he went to the Oscars, his wristband wouldn't even fit. He said he just kept getting bigger and
0: bigger. (laughs) Hundred, close to the face. Yes, sir.
1: Creed Three, which will also be Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut. That's
0: kind of cool. Yes, sir. Um, uh, that's some good news. Do, do they know when's that coming out? Uh, I think um, somewhere between October and December, I think of this year. Wow, I'm with it. Great franchise. I mean, yes, heck sir. of a spinoff. Shout out heck Kruger. Yeah. Shout out. Also in the news, of course,
1: according to buzzfeed.com, Ezra Miller, once again, in the news for his conduct outside of uh, his acting and not necessarily for the best reasons. Uh, He has of course been a part of the, the DCEU playing the flash in justice league. He's also in an upcoming movie flash flashpoint Mm. that he's starring in also in fantastic, the fantastic beast series. And, uh, but unfortunately, in as many months, the 29 year old Ezra has been arrested two times in Hawaii and has also been the subject of a restraining order in a separate incident. This is he had, wild. Apparently, was at a house function, was asked to leave, and threw a chair and hit, uh, hit a uh, young lady in the face. Ouch. No. Whether, whether, whether it was intentional that he was throwing it at her or not, I, think, I don't think it's It's still the, the same. Yet. She's
0: still hit nonetheless. <laughs> Dear God. Um, what was I going to say? Man, I liked him as a Flash. Um, when, do you know when Flashpoint and all that was supposed to come out? Uh, Flashpoint, may, maybe this year. Okay. It's,
1: it's supposed to have a lot going on with it. Uh,
0: and kind of Positive was, or more negative?
1: Uh, well, initially kind of positive. It was supposed to be kind of like a reset point for the DCEU because uh-huh. of it, the ability to... You know, time travel and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Michael Keaton was supposed to like reprise, you know, his role as Batman. He's on set and all that kind of stuff. It's supposed to be like pretty. That'd be dope. Yeah. Pretty, pretty big. Come on, Ezra. Don't mess this up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm with it. Um, um, Yeah. I actually enjoyed him as a flash. But uh, after you're here beating up the public. Yeah. Because there were other incidents where he, he got into it with people like he
1: like wrestled a lady Why is he the ra- ground. <laughs> what's up with
0: him and these women <laughs> I don't know man it's been uh, come on flash Um, and, and I also know like in this kind of environment this is not the time to be getting into any kind of trouble because people are count, counseled left and right and if any corporation feels like they're in danger with their affiliation with you they'll hey we just will take your program off
1: yeah, apparently that same article was saying that Warner Brothers has had some secret meetings behind the doors about what they're going to do with Ezra Miller's behavior. And I think at this point, unfortunately, they they have to do something because this is like repeated. I mean, he had just got in the news and was uh, had gotten arrested like maybe two, three weeks ago, and now another incident. So this is so. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he needs some help. Yeah, and hopefully he can he can get that. Mm-hmm. But right now, you know, with these little violent outbursts, something something has to be has to be done. True. And I, I don't want to see anybody's career in in danger, but if you become a danger to to other people and potentially yourself, then you know, you need some you need some help.
0: Yeah. Speaking of danger of other people, um all last week I just kept seeing like on pop news as the Johnny Depp and what's her name? Amber Amber Heard like just all week just seeing bullet point. I didn't even know like they were like in court, but I was on YouTube and it said coming like it was like a live feed and saying, you know, see the courtroom of Johnny Depp and da 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 So apparently this thing has been dragged up for a long time and it's a lot of crazy stuff in their relationship. I mean, you wouldn't believe. And, uh, but Johnny Depp is so, um, charismatic, you know, he's got the, he's got like the audience in the palm of his hands in the courtroom. They're like laughing because of like the redundancy of the questions. And yeah, it's, it's a very interesting, if you can get like a little, you know, little quick bite, uh, a little montage of that and watch it on YouTube. is just a little funny thing to look at. But, uh, but the, but the courtroom stuff was boring.
1: Gotcha. That thing has been circling around the media for, for years now, almost mm-hmm. four or five years, it seems. Cause initially it was, it kind of painted him, in a in a bad light, like, like like he had stricken her, like he was being abusive, and that may be the case, I don't know all the details, but then it eventually came out that she was also being a being abusive. Yeah. I say also in because, again I don't, don't know if it was confirmed on his part. Maybe they were both were, but eventually came out that she was also
0: being abusive. I don't it's know. Rough. It, I don't it's rough. It's 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 not looking good for her, especially when she has people that are like actively like against her you know other actresses and it it, it it's bad it's very bad um and the stuff that she's accused of man it's it's disgusting it's like ezra but the woman version (laughs) you know straight up man but that acting stuff man i don't know what it is or what causes kind of people to go on that deep end sometimes but it's definitely there it's
1: who knows if it's taking certain roles and going into certain characters, and then not knowing how to pull out of those? Like maybe being too method. I don't know. We could speculate all day. Yeah, people's past, their histories, what they've dealt with. Yeah. yeah. Who Who knows? But find healthy outlets.
0: Yes, indeed. We got anything else in the news? That's all I got. What have you been watching?
1: I have been watching well a couple of trailers. Actually, for two movies that that are that came out this weekend, uh, mm-hmm. the Northman. I'd seen that trailer a couple times, and now the trailers are coming out, and it's just being, you know, kind of critically acclaimed, and so I'm, I'm interested in actually going and seeing that. Uh, it's got uh, Alan Skarsgård in it, but it looks. Uh, I've heard I've heard some good things about it. The Northman. The Northman. Okay. And then uh, the bad guys. It's like an animated feature. Mm-hmm. It's Got like the. You know, like the big bad wolf and a spider and a shark, like typically like these animals you would associate with being bad, and like they're trying to like kind of turn over a new leaf. But it's like you know one of those like animated comedies. It, yeah. it looks, it, but it looks entertaining. Something about it looks charming. So yeah. I'm interested in, in in checking that one out as well.
0: Yeah, a couple of I haven't seen any. I think I watched the trailer um, when you mentioned last week the Doctor Strange.
1: Multiverse of madness. Madness.
0: But, like, I w- when I saw it, it reminded me of the animation on Disney. And so I'm like, I've seen this before, but have I? <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's that was my thought after seeing it. One of the very curious things that people
1: are speculating about is that that, that strange that we see when he says things just got a little out of hand. Like, when they right. see that version of him, that people are saying that that is the strange. Is the strange from what if series? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's like, what? They're gonna like truly like MCU, truly keeping it all connected. Yeah. And there's even talk that in one of the trail in the trailer, like that him and America Chavez at one point are breaking into another dimension mm-hmm. and actually turning into animated characters. Okay. So you may have this like mad blend. And then the other kind of insane theory right now that was uh, reported on by. Uh, uh, everything always on this YouTube channel was that in, in, in a recent kind of international release version of the trailer that shows these extended sides, mm-hmm. I forget what, what the technology is called, but they were showing a scene where basically Dr. Strange is in front of the Illuminati mm-hmm. and Patrick Stewart reprising his role as professor X. Like now in this extended frame, where you see more of the sides, like you see the back of his chair and it's gold. Okay. And that makes people kind of freak out because they're like, wait a minute. Is this Professor X from the X Men animated series? Okay. Version it was in the gold oh, hover chair. So there's all kinds that's of. That's different. That's a deep cut. Yeah. There's all <laughs> kinds of madness <laughs> <laughs> that potentially going to unfold. But yeah, that's, you know, that one drops May 5th. I'm with it. Yeah. All over that one.
0: Yeah. Marvel knows how to just print money. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> what else have you been watching, Mad? So, um, so I have a couple of items that that I want to watch. So I, I didn't watch anything this week, but I was like, okay, I got to add to my cue. Um, but do you remember the DVD series back in the 90s? And it was always on infomercials late night and it was called Girls Gone Wild. Yes. <laughs> so apparently there's a documentary kind of explain like this guy, the, the guy that was always pitching the Girls Gone Wild thing, like there was like a lot of crap going on behind the scenes. Yes. This dude was like printing money. Because that series, I mean, everybody saw those infomercials. They were pushing the heck out of it, and they were selling DVDs like hotcakes. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, I want to watch that. I believe that's on Hulu or Netflix. It's on T- I know it's coming out TNT. on TNT. TNT, that's right. That's what it was on. Um, and then uh, Tom... Uh, was it Pamela Anderson Lee and what's her boyfriend back in the day? Ex boyfriend Tom. Tom. Tommy. Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. Tom Lee yeah. So apparently there's like a reenactment of like their whole debacle and, and relationship.
1: Sebastian Stan, A.K.A. Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier, ah. that role. That dude. That dude is a. Talent. That dude is a fearless, fearless actor, man. Wow. Okay. I mean, remember we saw him in uh, with uh, Margo Robbie, uh, Robbie in uh, I Tanya. That's right.
0: He's one of those those actors that just kind of blend in and you forget.
1: Character actor, strong character yeah, actor, yeah, man,
0: you forget about him. Like, oh wow, yeah, you did do
1: that. Yeah, what do you What do you need me to do? <laughs> I got
0: it. I got it. Yeah, so I'm interested in watching that. And then, of course, the latest episode of Atlanta. I didn't get a chance to watch this week. It's been a busy week. So, <laughs> and so what? Uh, yeah, so that's where I'm at. What are your thoughts on the most recent episode? Haven't seen it, but man,
1: you watch it and it. it, it Atlanta can say so much. Yeah. And it every time I watch an episode, it 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 gives me something to think about. And I appreciate right. that. Like, man. But it's also speaking these truths sometimes subtly, sometimes not so subtly. Right. This is uh not so suddenly sub subtly uh expressed kind of episode. And it's always it, it made me think this like the with the character of Paperboy. <laughs> he's he's a tragic character. Yeah though he has all this success going on at the end of the day, rarely You see paper boy, you see him in moments of happiness, yeah, but there's not a sustained joy within him. And yeah, it, it's very fast. But he's a, he's a, I've just noticed this guy's a tragic character. Right. Cause like it, it, seeing him give those long, heavy sighs, of sighs, Yeah. Or just like, you know, like, like this, you know, getting set to go off that that's yeah. a constant with him. And this episode, it's kind of you, you see you see some of those things take place but it's it's woefully entertaining and also enlightening and thought-provoking so you're welcome okay Enjoy. <laughs> thank you donald glover and the whole crew that makes atlanta possible welcome back glad to have you back
0: right the writing room is yeah. lit as really? they say yes the uh, show slaps yeah. <laughs> what you got <laughs>
1: Uh, speaking of slaps I've got The Young Rock That show still Lays the smack down Each episode uh, Halo Which is okay Halo's okay Moon Knight Which is still It's okay It's a show
0: Or is it uh, Halo Yeah
1: Yeah Like uh, from the video game I They actually have a full
0: Oh it's episodic series. Like, Oh okay mm-hmm.
1: it's, it's running on uh, Paramount Plus Yeah they're, they're on like Episode 5 I think will happen This week
0: Animated or No
1: live action Oh
0: with, uh, but you said it's okay, so I, I take that as no. Oh,
1: yeah, <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's Halo's okay. I was, and it may I'm may, still still stick with it because it's one okay. of those things that drops. You know, I'll check yeah. it out Thursday or Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Uh, Moon Knight still still going strong. on the kind of the final stretch, and that okay. one is Moon Knight is trip. You never you never know what's going to happen with Moon Knight. Moon like Knight kind of keeps you like
0: guessing. I, I like that.
1: Yeah, and at the end of this last episode, I won't give anything away, but it's like. Oh, Okay, and I, and I like listening to John Campy. Also, mm-hmm. like hearing some of the theories that they talk about on their uh, winning time on HBO. That show is—I've
0: been hearing incredible. great stuff from you and other people. They, especially like basketball people that just love basketball, like they are. Uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Jerry West, right? Jerry, I was about to bring him up. Dude, he's suing them for defamation. <laughs> the production company or or the network, right? I knew he had he had demanded
1: an apology for the characterization. They, and they, <laughs> he is characterized as nuts, right? Batchy crazy <laughs> on that show. Like, but it's entertaining. It's very entertaining. And I don't know Jerry West personally or much of his history, but I always considered I, from a distance without him as a classy guy, but this is, you know, Kevin. earlier, earlier in life. It's in the eighties. Yeah. And they kind of, Hey, he's kind of like a loose cannon. He's, kind of trying to find his way in the show, but he, he goes to these extremes at times. Yeah. But I mean, I guess if it was my personal character and I was being characterized in a certain way, but it even says on the show, it gives a clear disclaimer, you know, this, some of these uh, elements and things have been fictionalized or, or dramatized to, to be more entertaining. Yeah. It clearly says that. So, and cause it's HBO. So it's, uh, they're not holding back. exactly. But it's still very entertaining. But yeah, winning time is wonderful. Still rocking with my hill street blues. And that show is again more and more cameos like just every
0: meow, week. Meow, like, meow.
1: Have a <laughs> <laughs> Uh then you know I, I recently watched uh you know, I like to kinda of just kick it old school sometimes. I watched this Spider Man cartoon from the eighties, which wow. I'd seen some episodes of on Disney Plus, but I think they added more mm-hmm. episodes. It was only like one season, which I know there's cartoons from childhood that only one season long and then that's it. So Spider Man, and then eventually they rolled to Spider Man: His Amazing Friends, mm-hmm. which is what I grew up watching. That was like a staple, but that clearly came—it came out of Spider Man, and they kind of just added in the other people because even the opening titles are like, "Oh, okay, that's the same." They just switching things around. Yeah. But in some of the episodes that I watched, the you know cam you know cameos from different you know Marvel characters. But there was one episode in particular where Aunt May was, uh, she was basically tricked into. Basically trying to kill Spider Man, dang! And it it was it was a trip because Aunt May's always just you know this sweet old lady, and they had this put this villain put this amulet on that was releasing this aroma that was making her like aggressively, Mm -hmm. and when she would act sweet towards Spider Man and invite him over, and then she's trying to like she tried to like poison him. Wow, ain't May? Yeah, and eventually she got she like tracked him down and and the villain was the chameleon who could make himself look like other people who yeah. was dressed in Spider-Man. And then she got, she got in his truck while he was driving away. And then she, she had some, she had, she had a big like potion of like poison, like insect poison. And she pour, tried to pour it on him and it landed on the wheel of the vehicle and <laughs> the vehicle's going to crash. It was just, I was like, i tripping. And so I was like, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't like that. I didn't like seeing I'm made China like. Take out people like she's just the, you know the, the sweetest lady. But anyway, that was that was uh, that was enjoyable. Uh, also, two, three other shows: mm-hmm. uh, Abbott Elementary, mm-hmm. The Wonder Years. Oh yeah, you told me
0: about those. Yeah, like
1: two <laughs> shows with with black leads in yeah. them that are highly entertaining. You know, one is you know Abbott Elementary is modern in the school system. Mm-hmm. Great cast. It yeah, and then. The Wonder Years you know set in the in the 60s mm-hmm. but a a middle class black family and they're just doing their thing it's it, it's it's cool man it's very very so cool. much
0: good content man it's crazy
1: and diverse man yeah about it's time like, yeah good diverse content out there that's just crushing
0: yes indeed um speaking of Spider-Man uh we watched uh, what's the most recent one coming home homecoming no way. No it's not home. No way. No way home.
1: No way to do something with home. Uh, all of them, yeah, all of them do. That's been the theme of the trilogy Oh.
0: Um. <laughs>
1: Homecoming far from home. No way
0: home. Okay. <laughs> then the last one, home. Um, so <laughs> No Way Home, we we started it uh, um, cuz the kids got go to go bed at a certain time and I was, "All right, we only got like 30 minutes to watch of something. What do y'all want to watch?" Uh, let's watch the one part in Spider Man where you see Andrew Garfield and we see Toby. Uh, Toby. Yeah, uh, my oldest son loves that part, that scene. So we just started right there. And sure enough, it sucks me in and we end up watching the whole rest of it. Of course. It. Yeah. How can you stop? I can't, I can't, I can't stop. stop watching. But man, how tragic is that movie? It's tragic. It's it, terrible. It takes you it's through the It's good and terrible. It takes you through the fields. That's like, I'm like, this is an emotional journey. Yeah.
1: A lot of people came out of theater like,
0: I don't like the way I, I feel didn't, after I didn't, watching I didn't, that one.
1: I didn't expect to, to laugh and then to cry and then to laugh again and then to cry again and then to feel elation because but I thought the the, the pacing is pretty brilliant. Yeah. Spoiler, if you haven't seen Spider-Man No Way Home, Whoops. hey, <laughs> well, what what are you doing? Yeah. What, what what are you doing? Definitely. The cat's out of the bag at this yeah, point.
0: Right. For yeah. Sure.
1: Andrew Garfield and Toby Maguire from previous Spider Man movies are brought in into this film and it's uh, a moment of triumph in the film, right yeah. after a major tragedy, a major character dies. Yeah. Uh, in, in 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 Tobey Maguire, excuse me, in and in Tom Holland, you know my name's <laughs> in, in Tom Holland. Peter Parker's life, a major character mm-hmm. passes, and then right after that major tragedy, that's when you see the other Spider-Man appear. But it's like perfectly timed Like, man, after this big, like, oh man, that's terrible, and they're like, oh okay, other yeah, those
0: you like, oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But it's yeah, even the ending, I'm just like this is sad. But I th- I thought that's why I left
1: with. I was like this is sad. Well, see, that's but that's also like when you talk when you talk the core of Peter Parker. Yeah. you think about the first Spider-Man,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what is what is Tobey Maguire Peter Parker does when when he's leaving the the funeral of of Norman Osborn
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Mary Jane like gives him a kiss and he walks away and he's like, Well you know, that's, that's all I have to give. You know? And he's thinking of you know, the voiceover is going and he he walks away from her. Mm-hmm. You know, he kinda has his chance. But in, in that moment he walks away, he's like, it's a sad kind of kind of ending. You know, and, and Spider-Man constantly always sacrifices his personal life for Spider-Man. And now finally Tom Tom Holland, Spider-Man, finally has to do that because up until this point, he's he's been the most privileged yeah. Spider-Man. I mean, member of the Avengers. Yeah, going to space, and we don't, we don't, we haven't heard anything about any Uncle Ben in his life like that. And that's always been the backstory, but not with this one. Not with this Spider-Man. Maybe it was an Uncle Ben, but we don't know that. But he does have an Aunt May. That's true. And like so, this is kind of like a delayed tragedy kind of thing. And the, the, again, the great power comes great responsibility. That hits a little later for this Spider-Man. Lord. So we just we just got hit with the hammer later.
0: I don't like it. <laughs> I'm going to follow Thor around and watch his movies. That man lost an eye and both parents. It's different,
1: though. I don't know why. <laughs> he's slow. He can
0: take it. Yeah. He's been around a long They're time. They're gods.
1: Yeah, I guess his tragedy hits a hit much like thousands, thousand years. I think he says he's over a thousand years old in, in Avengers Infinity War. Oh, speaking of which, have you seen the trailer for Love and Thunder?
0: I did. Yeah, the little side shot with him as a little kid running then a tree shoop, 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 and it gets bigger. Yeah, classic classic comic book Thor costume yeah.
1: and then, like first movie Thor, yeah that one looks uh, looks fun. More Taika Waititi goodness, man.
0: Yeah, I'm i for it. Yeah,
1: that one's gonna be
0: some entertainment. That Spider Man felt a little too real, like from an emotional standpoint. Of course, it's, it's sci you know sci fi, it's you know action blah 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 blah. But like the emotions, they the the actors really took it there. I'm like, Maybe. dang! And then Toby, how he be like, like so authentic? <laughs> I'm yeah. like, what's going yeah, that, on? That, that
1: lip quiver, yeah.
0: The Andrew just Andrew Garfield's character, he's just so like depressing and down on himself.
1: I'm like, man, what is this? Yeah, And his films, because <laughs> he, I mean, it, it's brilliant because it's kind of meta in terms of things that happen in those films, and and even box office wise, because he, he got he got kind of unfairly judged in his films because they. They didn't make as much as Sony had hoped. And so they pulled the plug on this franchise really early. But yeah. now because of the success of these films, there's a chance that they're gonna, these guys are going to get a chance to come back and do some more stuff, wow. which is, I think, just wonderful and, and amazing. But, yeah, I've, I've got, I've, I'm definitely going to be watching this one this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, my buddy, got it; he's got it queued up, so I'll definitely be watching uh, No Way Home Again. I'll tell you who I was really happy for in the movie was Jamie Foxx oh yeah the redemption of him as electro this go round he was so much cooler yeah and funny man they like, had him they, jacked
0: up in the first <laughs> yeah you not even it
1: no more <laughs> <laughs> his his lines in this one are great like mm-hmm. he just i mean he yeah the timing on his jokes are really good like even he's telling you know man i thought you was black man you know All right, i thought you <laughs> And then, and then, again, little Easter egg, you know, he's like, well, I'm sure there's a black Spider-Man out there somewhere. And
0: my son looks at me and starts smiling.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a nice little clip by IGN, like, where they took and broke down at the end. This all the little kind of cloud figures we see as strangers bringing it all together, of like, mm-hmm. speculation on different characters. Cool little piece that kind of shows, like, okay, this could be Miles. This 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 is the Rhino. This is Craven. This is Black Cat. This is, yeah, it's... Spider-Man is one of the best rogues galleries of villains out there. So, but yeah, so uh, that's what we've been watching. All right.
0: And today's show is sponsored by Natural Hair, the movie
1: by Grind of Matter Films, available to stream on Amazon for rent. Also on Tubi as well. Still on all black TV? Yes. (laughs) two year contract. And all black (laughs) TV. Still. Please
0: watch, (laughs) like, and leave a review. And let's jump back into the show. Thank you for tuning in. We're talking about The Wraith, written and directed by Mike Marvin, rated P a hard (laughs) PG-13. It's the 80s, y'all. Yes. And let's jump into the synopsis. A bizarre and brutal band of road pirates forced innocent drivers into drag races. Then, a mysterious stranger arrives in a Dodge Turbo Interceptor. The stranger is The Wraith, a mysterious, otherworldly figure who has a destiny to fulfill and a woman's love to reclaim. He's determined to wage a vendetta against the young punks who ruined his life. The Wraith. Young punks. (laughs) Who wrote that? (laughs) Um, Did you watch this film in the 80s or did, did you know about this film? What's going on?
1: I had never heard of it until you mentioned it. (laughs) I was like, what is this? I watched a lot of B-movies as a child. Mm. Okay. I'm game. Hey, we're, uh, uh, you know, Filmmaker Commentary is about new experiences. And if this is your first time listening to Filmmaker Commentary, please know that there will be spoilers. Spoilers. You've been forewarned.
0: Yeah, I watched this film, uh, like I always talk, talk about going to my grandparents' house in West Texas and Shows are just going Always Like the Back in that Cable would just Play the same movie Over and over again And The Wraith During that season Was one of those films mm. And so I would just Catch this on replay And it's funny Because you might Watch TV And then you're catching The last 45 minutes Of the film And you're like Okay maybe later on today I'll be able to watch The whole thing and so you just Got to dive in Wherever you dive in So there's part of these movies that I miss I, I never really got a chance To just watch this movie All the way through
1: That's how it was With HBO back in the day Man Because mm. HBO was like I mean that was like Go to for for movies and there were times you'd come in halfway through on something like oh man I right, what's this playing again you know wait plan it out look at that TV guy. okay boom I gotta catch it Thursday seven p.m.
0: Yep oh yeah so watching it for the first time in in glorious DVD <laughs> what <would it, laughs> that transfer's got to be horrible I don't know I'm not, I'm assuming
1: you know it's 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 eighties so yeah. I wasn't uh, and again I hadn't seen it before so I didn't have and I knew it was a B movie, yeah. so I didn't have high expectations as far as the quality of the film. But it, it was it was fine visually. It was it was fine. Mm-hmm. I really appreciated the practical effects right. in this film. I mean, this is '86. There's some animation used in the very beginning of the film mm-hmm. that also lets you know that it's '80s. But man, there is demolition and <laughs> destruction, and the, the explosions are quite glorious. Yes. I will say, yeah, true. The yeah, the story's a
0: yeah, it's little a
1: little flimsy, <laughs> <laughs> and the romance is quite rushed. But we'll dive into those things. Yes, but we will. It's fine for a, a B movie watch. It, it came out a little bit better than I expected. I was expecting it to, like, meh. yeah. But
0: uh, yeah, ninety three minutes. What do you want us to do? Huh?
1: <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> what do you want?
0: Oh goodness. Um I watched um I got this in Blu-ray. Uh where was I at? Where did I go? Best Buy? Did I get this from Best Buy? What does this say? Um I believe yeah, I think it was Best Buy. But um I saw this and then I was like, Oh man, I remember this film. I gotta watch it. Uh again. And man uh it looks great. Like the Blu-ray transfer. Mm. Solid man. I like because usually when it comes to transfers, sometimes they're crappy and you just don't get a hold to a good print. But man, it looks like they cleaned this thing up and it transfers great, man. It's nice. There's certain parts, uh, certain scenes, especially when um, the Wraith is pulling up to Carrie's house. Like they spent time lighting that you can tell they spent time lighting that it looks like they shot it yesterday. That's how good it looks. Wow, <laughs> I'm like, wow, how did they? So whoever did the transfer, great job. Um, So, you know, I enjoyed it for that. Um, One of the things I didn't really like was like there was politics like with music and stuff like that. And before I knew that there was politics with music, there is times like when the car will be moving down the street and they're racing and stuff like that. There's one music and then playing and it's like the soundtrack music. But then you have the composer music on top of that. Yeah. And it like that was like, why is it so janky? I
1: specifically noted that when the film started, I'm like, they're rushing through the soundtracks. Like within like the first five minutes, there's like three soundtrack songs like playing. I'm like, why are they pushing like through the soundtrack so yeah fast? Like, are they doing it to manipulate emotions? But with the soundtrack as a whole, it's very eighties. There's some like, you know, decent cuts on there too. And there's two songs in particular that play that are two, the two biggest songs from a hit standpoint, mm-hmm. that are that are played in the movie, but then they're not on the actual soundtrack release. Because I, I I looked and tried mm-hmm. to find them, and they're not on there. And that's uh, Robert Palmer's um, uh, "Addicted to Love," <laughs> which they play when they first go to K's Burgers, and mm-hmm. that was that was huge in yeah. the eighties. Yeah. And then later on, I didn't I didn't catch this until the uh, the second watch with commentary was Billy Idol's "Rebel Yeah." Yeah, Rebel Yell. I'm like, that's that's a huge one, also. But they, they don't actually show up on the soundtrack if you go to to purchase it, so I maybe mean, some, some more of those mu- music politics.
0: And you got Ozzy Osbourne had some music on there, and Motley Crue had some music, so yeah, a mixture of hits and not so hits, yes, sir. Um, special features on here, you know, they did you watch any of the special features? Mm-hmm. I, okay.
1: watched, I watched all of them, they, they were it's fairly fairly quick yeah mainly mainly interviews
0: yeah yes. you got interviews with the actor Clint, Clint Howard um the ghost car interviews with visual effects producer Peter Karan and effects animator Kevin Kuchaber. hopefully I'm saying your name right um dude and then there's two there's more than one commentary which um there's one with actors on there there's a commentary with the actors on there Blu-ray didn't have that oh, oh the DVD didn't have that one <laughs> Uh, DVD, yes. <laughs> the and
1: I had a special edition DVD. Yeah, it only had one commentary. I don't think I don't think it had the visual effect one. There was an interview with two guys who were, well, I guess maybe they were visual effects because okay, I'm thinking digital, but it was all practical. So mm-hmm.
0: did you uh, did they have the interview with Mike Marvin? Did you see that one? That's the first one that I that watched. was insightful.
1: Was the one with him. Like, well, there's some there's some unfortunate tragedies that happened yeah. on 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 the film and on uh, on location. Yeah, that. Had some musking effects.
0: That's, yeah. Um, also, um, what was I going to say? The, oh, there's a feature called uh, the filming locations then and now. So there's literally a guy who's in Arizona going to the filming locations and you cut to the movie portion. Then you cut to him with a video camera. Like, yeah, in this scene. So when you see them like at the pool, not the pool or the lake, kind of whatever you want to call it, creek. Uh <laughs> Dude, it's a
1: Body a, of water with the rocks.
0: Yeah, it's very small. So, like when you see the villain, what's his name? Parker. Parker. What's his name? Pack. Packard. <laughs> that's right. Packard. What kind of name is that? So you got Packard looking across the way, like kind of all by Charlie Sheen's character
1: they're kind of going down the ravine, kind of thing. It's
0: literally like twenty feet away, mm. but movie magic makes it look further. Sure. Um, so anyhow, that's the special features. What did you think about the commentary in general? What Mike Marvin?
1: It was a little dry,
0: it was yeah yeah
1: it was it was a little dry
0: <laughs> that's the and most exciting guy on the commentary,
1: yeah, still still saying he takes takes his breaks in between sometimes. times yeah. kind of like maybe admiring his his handiwork.
0: I do appreciate those breaks sometime, it it's like
1: if the commentary is dry, yes, you're like, oh okay,
0: <laughs> Whew, give us a break,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but also having having watched his interview kind of gave you some insights on, on some yeah. things as well he's he he reiterates multiple times how cold it was. Yeah. yeah. He brings that up a lot.
0: Dude, you can actually see the breath in some of the scenes. Did you see it on the DVD?
1: Yeah, when they're both, uh, <laughs> when Charlie Sheen and uh, Shirley, what's her name, are, are at the door, like in that scene, you could see their breath. Yeah. And I didn't, until he started talking about the cold weather, I didn't even, I didn't notice or think about it. But I guess also in those climates, though, at times at night, you know, the temperature can drop pretty low. Yeah. Especially in those, those desert-like locations. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and it was it made for challenges during some of those water scenes.
0: What kind of tone do you think this film set?
1: Um, there's a tone I think of kind of tension mm-hmm. like, throughout between obviously Packard and uh, the young lady Carrie, Carrie Packard and and Carrie throughout, and then of course with Charlie Sheen's character. And, and and the wraith himself with with all the gang members, there's yeah. there's this tension that's there, but also you know they sprinkle humor throughout with the with the gang members in there, foolishness, and <laughs> foolishness, then, yeah. And then they again have this just very rushed r- romantic vibes that kind of yeah. flow in, but it, it has a lot of those kind of we'll get into tropes later, but those you know it's just eighties eighties vibes. It was rushed. Throughout.
0: It was like, some things alarming. Like, <laughs> do, <laughs> so I'll, I'll talk about like the tone. So the movie, like it opens up with just light, just kind of these three or four parts of light that are just floating around town, like up and down the highway, like a car, but it's just a glow of light real fast. And then they all like when the light goes by, like a stop sign or a yield sign, whatever kind of sign it was, like the sign melts like, So it's kind of let you know, this is a science fiction, something that like, this is the opening uh, sequence. And then it goes, um, then it forms the Wraith. Like, what, what is this?
1: And all all four of those, those lights all converge. I got a, at a cross point, they all come together. Yes. Yeah. And then they form that Wraith.
0: And then it looks like a car commercial because, (laughs) because after it forms it, like it looks like kind of crude, like the side, like the animation is real crude. But then when you cut to the guy in the car, it looks like, Pristine. You see, this car is like rotating. It's him. It's got the smoke. You're like, dang! All they need is a price on there.
1: But that is actually it, it, this was the genesis for future car commercials. Mm-hmm. They they the director said the company that they, they then took that and a lot of car commercials started to have like lightning effects on their vehicle as yeah. it revealed. But they kind of a lot of he says they took it from what they did first. Yeah, interesting.
0: Yeah, why not Hollywood? Just steal it. <laughs> so um so yeah so that's the the opening, so okay, it's sci-fi I don't know who this guy in this jacket And this little outfit is with this car Okay, something sci-fi But then you cut to Charlie Sheen on his uh, motorbike Like driving into town Sees this girl and she's like, alright And just hops on his bike you going, to, you going to school? Whatever he said, I don't remember And she just hops on, okay <laughs> That's alarming And that's like yeah, young, Some young, bad young, writing
1: Young lady, you're, you're a little too trusting this is an absolute stranger. Absolutely. Well, I guess, I guess, I mean, you won't assume they're in high school, but I'm like,
0: no, I don't know. They look a little well old, don't they? She had a backpack on. She always had a red backpack on.
1: Yeah. So I'm not sure on, on the, the age. <laughs> She's working. She's they working flunked a, job. a lot. They flunked a lot. Maybe. It's, uh, <laughs> she always had that red backpack. And I'm like, where are your parents? <laughs> See, that's the big, that's the, what's one of those tropes. Yeah. 80s movies. Parents are nowhere in sight and cops are kind of in, inept. Yeah, the sheriff came through at the end, but Randy Quaid, Randy Quaid. But yeah, no parents, (laughs) not adults, no parents. You got a guy who is literally harassing you, telling you that you're his and trying to control your life, showing up at work, watching you from the bushes in his car.
0: Yeah. Waiting for you to get
1: home, telling you, oh, you've been real busy. (laughs) (laughs) Call. Like, where are your parents at? Right. Are they scared too? They're like, yeah. we ain't going out there. Like, mm. a boy's been murdered in yeah. town. No parents anywhere to be seen. Uh, yeah. That was probably a, a, a production choice. <laughs> only casting only casting young people. No no parents. We don't have the budget.
0: For real. Just cut
1: cut to my bonus.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, what kind of style did you see when you were watching this film? I know that long... Like the kissing between Charlie and Carrie, it was just like a long montage of kissing. I'm like, I forget. this is a sex scene then. <laughs> it's See, like a version of a sex scene. It's kind of weird. It
1: was, it seemed like, you Like if you're going to do like a love scene, okay, do a love scene. But if you're not, she, she kind of She's in a bathing suit And she pulls down Her top And exposes her, <laughs> her breasts And then and Then it's just Back and forth Between like them Like just kissing In the water
0: It's like cross dissolves too And like It cross dissolves To the back of Charlie Sheen's head But it's not him for real I, see,
1: I knew it wasn't him then I was like That guy's haircut Is different yeah, it's it was Different like,
0: Different hair Hair big It's different Different color And everything and The
1: director said that Yeah Sheen had already Left to go shoot Platoon mm-hmm. And so they brought in A, a, a double To To you know, for the reverse, the reverse angle shots, but yeah, that was just it was weird. Yeah, and, and the director said they had planned on having more nude scenes. Yeah, like, what do you need more for? <laughs> <laughs> but like, they just wasn't enough. I'll time. put that in
0: the trivia later. Like that is so random. Like, how's how's that more important than the story? Because this story is needs help. <laughs> 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 what are you doing, Mike?
1: Yeah, that's it. Oh man. It's to make you forget. Yeah. <laughs> uh, more nude sense. Oh, oh, boobs. The story wasn't that great, but there were plenty of nude sense. So we'll, we'll give it a pass. <laughs> Bombs and boobs. Yeah. So that was, yeah, I was, I was interested, in like, why, why? That, that, no, you didn't need that. You, you, and, and what you had in there, you, you didn't need. But again, it was the 80s, and there were you know, a lot of these movies just, random random nudity right but also it's a horror it's it's a horror trope because this is technically a horror film yeah some degree sci-fi
0: horror yeah yeah the um just like the style and maybe this is eh, that would probably be more of a trope but yeah the style i I do like like some of the quick cuts that seem like they would they're real like they're not in order like when there's a like. It blows up, but then it cuts to someone's face, and it's like it flashes several times it's weird- it's weird, it's yeah. schizophrenic, but I had
1: that is note too the quick
0: cuts, but um like with that style that i like I like how he did that, you know it like it like stays in your brain longer than I don't know the brain it just registers different than just like a straight run into bomb blow up, and that's it it was like flash 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 cut blah, blah. then then that happens, but yeah. Mm. That's the style. The editing style was interesting.
1: I noticed, like, you know, there was a lot of scenes I was just shot at night. There was a lot of bluish tint uh, yeah. I think used at different times. Uh, and then, of course, with the weather changing from time to time, you get some overcast action going on. and
0: Yeah. But mm-hmm. I have uh, a theme of and I didn't catch too many themes just because of the writing style. It seemed more, it was, it. this was, you, you feel like this is a product. This is, this is a propaganda product. Let's get some nice looking women. Let's get some bombs. Let's get some cars, handsome boys. And, uh, we got a movie. That's what it felt like. But one thing that I did that they were actually, uh, selling and branding was he's not from around here. Cause everybody's asking like, who's this guy? Where are you from? And so it seems like a theme that keeps playing throughout the film,
1: and that's like I think for the eighties, you had a couple movies where you had the stranger from, from out of town, or the stranger from beyond. Yeah, you know that came from another place to come down and true, yeah, like movies like Starman, and things like that from back in the,
0: back in the day. Yeah, I almost want to go back and look through. I'm trying to go through my brain and see if any more films have been reintroduced. Do you remember a movie called The Boy Can Fly?
1: The Boy Who Could Fly?
0: Yeah.
1: Ooh. Uh the name's <laughs> familiar. I know I've seen it. Yeah. I'm trying to remember The Boy Who Could Fly.
0: Yeah. Look it up on you. Extra Time. Yeah, um yeah, I'm The I'm Boy Who Could Fly. That. But yeah, one of those eighties films, kinda like same situation. Like, well, what, yeah, what Um, but yeah, like some like those little random B movies like pop in my head because mm. I was watching these films.
1: It's all good, man. They they, they shape, you know. Uh, experiences and the other thing you used to think about it and the things to compare it to. But I saw a theme of revenge for sure throughout uh, the theme of thrills or seeking thrills, mm-hmm. you know, with, with the, with the gang, you know, uh, this, you know, science fiction, you know, once you, you deal with the, the wraith. And again, it's like, okay, is this guy a ghost or is he, uh, that's that's, that's was very unclear, like yeah. And then like he gives the car to his brother, mm-hmm. like are you trying to incriminate him. You just gave him this this, this death weapon. You've killed <laughs> four or five people with
0: yeah, it's, and it's you, weird. you just
1: laid it on him, and you leave with the girl. I'm like, is that? I think did that's you do a trope. Him, Did you do him a favor, really? I,
0: I think that's a trope. When you're you've won, you hand your keys. You toss you toss the keys to someone that you like.
1: Mm.
0: Whether it's your brother, it's yours. We've seen this, right? Hey, we've seen that, right? Very true. Very true.
1: It's <laughs> that, all yours. Take it. A
0: I'm whole done. car. I'm done. I'm a a whole car. The
1: mission's complete. I bequeath it onto you. Right.
0: We that is a trope. Period.
1: Yeah, it's a good call. <laughs> oh well. Wow. Thanks. It's a murder machine, it's all mine. <laughs> And again, not, not like the car wouldn't be recognizable. There's no <laughs> other car like that, like in the world at the time.
0: It's Now,
1: <laughs> it's and, a museum. And you would probably look guilty because you've been seen trying to defend this girl affiliated with his gang several times. You've been beat up publicly yeah. by the gang leader. and Now he and his whole crew are
0: dead. So the Wraith just set this guy up. And the Wraith is just really an evil spirit. It's not mm. benevolent.
1: He's going to claim this kid next or I mean what if Packard would come back as like the next Wraith no. I don't know man it's the, the director said he had written a sequel yeah like two sequels apparently to yeah. to this I would entertain <laughs> I would maybe entertain a sequel I need to see a trailer horse
0: give me a trailer <laughs> yeah for real like,
1: <laughs> yeah
0: I'll be interested if you, you, you have
1: questions are there are enough questions <laughs>
0: I need him to update that script, buddy. Woof. Update.
1: But yeah, I don't think his brother was left in the best of spots. <laughs> you have a pretty ride, but there'll be a cost. You better ride out of town is what you better do. <laughs> yeah, as quick as possible. Uh, do you have any favorite scenes? Uh, when Packard dies. Really? When he, when he gets his. Hey, I was like, man, you're a bastard, man. I'm, I'm glad. I'm uh, I'm glad you got yours.
0: There's a shot when the Wraith or Sheen's character is he? His name is Jamie, or yes. So he he drops off Carrie at her house. They have a little quick kiss, and then he's gonna meet up with her later. And then he's driving in the street, and then um, Packard sees him leaving. So Packard starts following him. Um, Jamie's off in the distance, and then the bike just goes up and floats into like light. I like this is a brilliant scene. Period.
1: That reminds me of, i was trying to remember what it reminds me of, Voltron. That's what it made me think of, yeah. like, like, Voltron, like, sh- splitting apart.
0: Dude, that was such a solid scene. i like, man, this, it, and it was so smooth on how the lights, because you got the red light, the brake light, and then two lights on the side, and it just goes off. i like, that. Oh. That is a beautiful shot. <laughs>
1: nice, nice. Um, I also like when, when Carrie defies Pat, because he had been so controlling of her. And she seems just so scared and something. Not, and I'm not saying complicit, but like, you know, like fight this dude. And she yeah. finally says, that she'll never love him. And that I, I will never, I will never make love to you, and I will never love you. Like wow. she just, boom, like, take that. Yeah. Because he constantly says, I love you too much to, but whatever, fill in the blank. Yeah. But it's not love. It's that's yeah. obsession and control. And she finally stands up to him and says, I'll never love you. Like,
0: he is a murderer. He is a known murderer. I'm just saying like every time somebody is about to say something in opposition he pulls out his little knife <laughs> like right even his
1: crew like bam match the throat. what you got to say
0: what you get hmm? you will get stabbed man uh one of my favorite scenes is the blow up scenes i mean the scene when the wraith drives into that barn or to their headquarters and blows up yeah it is, it is satisfying
1: yeah and i was just with that like rewatching that scene it's the one time right before the one time that pack is actually nice to them. And it's specifically he, he greets skank, with like, you know, little, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, like brotherly brother, brothers in arms thing. And then he, whatever he like, maybe ruff, ruffles up gutter boys hair. Yeah. Almost like he's saying goodbye to them. Yeah. You know, but it's the only time it he, he, kind he of shows sinister. any kind of it's nice kind of affection to him. Yeah. And then he leaves. And then, uh, you know, the, the guy with the eraser head haircut, he leaves. And then of course I like, card Rughead vroom, is his name rug head. And they drive up, boom. Oh, so
0: satisfying.
1: Man, these boys are crispy. <laughs> there was, yeah, there was no no escape. But it was weird. I find that weird because that's the only time Pac showed any kind of affection yeah. towards his crew other than giving them orders or threatening with the switchblade. Mm-hmm. And as he did that, then all
0: of a sudden, coitons. Coitons. Um,. Do you have any more favorite scenes? No. Nah. <laughs> it's not many.
1: Some <laughs> so much them. I had a, and I didn't get, yeah, you know, they didn't come the first watch. I had to, I was like, okay,
0: let me look. it work for that? it.
1: What else? <laughs> okay, all right. All right.
0: Tropes. I do have the trope of the 80s helpless women. Holy smokes. Yeah. Can you be any more helpless?
1: No. Like not even trying to like fight, like man, like where's Sarah Connor? Where's Ripley at? Right, because we we got some, we got a couple of strong ones in the '80s. Yeah, but by and large, waiting for a dude to come through and save them, and it's like again,
0: like it's rough. They're like pieces of meat, man. The, the opening scene, like the probably like second or third scene, when the guy is driving and he's with his girlfriend, and then they get pulled over, and she's like, yeah, they want huh. They're basically saying they're going to rape her, basically, you know, yeah. and just like,
1: like I said, hey, if you drive off. You probably won't want your girl back after. Like, My good grief! Like these dudes are, these dudes are monsters. Yeah, they are monsters. And again, with this young lady, Carrie, she's—I don't quite understand her character. She's too too trusting of this stranger who came in town. And yes, there's a two-dimensional, connection. dude. Yeah, yeah, you can say that. Like, like, what's your motivation? Like, I don't, I don't understand you. I don't understand. I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't know anything about you except that you've met a stranger that you're ready to trust and and get on his bike and ride right off with him. And yes, he's your reincarnated previous. I don't know if he, if if Jamie was actually her boyfriend or just a guy that she slept with. They don't even really talk about the nature of the relationship. All we know that they slept together. Yeah, that's really it. We don't know if they were together for a while because even his brother says you know they were tight.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Very like, vague around this woman. Yeah. So,
1: uh, and, you know, she's, you know, spends a day with this guy on the bike. And again, I know there's a connection from the previous, that he's a reincarnation, but it's, yeah, it's too
0: soon. Yes. (laughs) Child.
1: Where are your parents? Where are your parents? (laughs) Uh, That's all I got to say. Where are your parents? Uh, They are absent in more ways than one (laughs) (laughs) in
0: presence and in skill. For real. Um, I have a trope of stupid villains, like the characterization of these villains. Is, I mean, it's over the top, and that was a kind of a thing in the eighties, anyway. Reminds me of like The Last Dragon and stuff like that. Mm. The villains,
1: yeah, the, the the dumb gang members. Um, I have the the trope of the person in the middle of the road starting the race, and, <laughs> you know. Yeah, let's yeah. go! <laughs> yeah, and the, the the possessive gang leader. Uh, over the beautiful quote unquote good girl. Mm. Also, the uh, ah, the motorcycle slows down to survey the carnage and then dries off. (laughs) 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 Like, that was that was classic. Like, once their car that's true, (laughs) it (laughs) flipped, surveys it, (laughs)
0: just
1: dries off. Uh, yeah, uh. Again, we've said it time time so again, no parents. Yeah, man. Again, that's like Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, I mean, there are parents in that, but those parents are...
0: They're not involved in their kids' you're lives. You're not qualified.
1: <laughs> Disqualified.
0: The The scene you were talking about, the villain, I call it the goodbye scene. You know, it was like, okay, something's about to go down. The bad guy's too happy.
1: Yo, yeah. for real. I I put that under one of my dislikes. When yeah. When the wraith actually walks into the place with his shotgun or whatever, and boom, boom, yeah. that guy—he's way too calm. I'm yeah. like, you—you you should be freaking out, but he's just like, "No, he's just a kid." I'm like, "This dude is blowing up your stuff. You should borderline be incensed, angry." Yeah, but he shows no fear at all. I'm like, yeah, like, nah, you're not—you're not right. Even if you were crazy, it'd be something. But he's—you're no, not right. Like, like you are dead on the inside,
0: bro. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, but it does—it doesn't he's, seem appropriate, like his reaction. And that's on the director.
0: I say, like, he yeah. should he should have had. There should have been something. Yeah. Uh, to go with his scene earlier. Yeah, you start to feel nothing. I love you so much. I feel nothing inside. <laughs> yeah, that's just bad acting. Yeah,
1: hey, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't like how that was played. But again, in inside the, the the HQ, and this guy's blowing your stuff up, and you're not freaking out or anything. You're just like, just a kid. Just a kid. Nah, like,
0: nah man. I'm not buying it. Not buying it. Neither am I. Do you have any quotes from the film? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a, I got a couple of quotes. So when,
1: when Pack tells Skank and Gutterboy Boy to keep a lookout for if you know if uh, Jamie, you know, the stranger, yeah, and and uh, Jamie's brother, if he sees them with Carrie, he let me know. You know, you got that stuff rattling around inside your brain melting your brain, whatever. And he's like, all programmed in. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, guy.
0: In that same scene, um, when he's talking to gutterboy Boy and Skank, and he said, you see that guy over there uh, with Billy? And then uh, Skank goes back to him. Looks like a dork to me. <laughs> And this and then, uh, what's the other guy uh, gutter boy the gutter boys like a lot of dorks going around these days, whole town to see them with them they go all crawling out the woodworks, and then what's they like, shut up, and he say, like, okay, <laughs> he just started going in on how many dorks are in the city <laughs> yeah, it's like,
1: well, guy,
0: hate to break it to you,
1: yeah, but uh, uh the sheriff one of the officers after one of the many deaths. They they're looking in like, the uh, local, look at the dead dead body, it used to be, <laughs> wow, well,
0: rough, yes. Um, I like the where Randy <laughs> where Randy Quaid is talking to uh, Skank and Gutter Boy where they work at. He said, "You want me to call? You? It's okay to call you Skank." And then Skank is like, "Unless you like Maurice." Then they start laughing. I'm just like, "How's that funny?" <laughs> That's like his is that real name. That's your real name? It's his real name. Because if you remember, uh, Parker, what's his name? Parker. Packard. Packard. Packard calls him Maurice. Mm. When he gives him the handshake and they're like, he calls him Maurice. He's like, Maurice. Right before he dies. Yes. Mm. So that's his name. Mm. And then Randy Quay is like, listen here, skank. <laughs> Why would you want that to be your gang name? Yes. I'm loose. Yeah. <laughs> that's why it's funny. because Because Randy, Randy and that's how he delivers the line because Randy Kate Quaid's comedies comedians on Saturday Night Live and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, You want me to call you that? Unless you like Maurice. Listen here, is skank. <laughs> wow, there's no uh y-
1: y'all's gang's name are pretty pretty terrible. <laughs> it is terrible terrible names for terrible gang members. Oh God. No no street cred there. <laughs> Um, again, Packer constantly telling uh, Carrie, "I love you too much" or "I love you so much," and it's just hollow, yeah, absolutely hollow. But he's he's he liar. uses, yeah, he uses. He doesn't know what love is.
0: Poor child.
1: And uh, then Gutterboy at one point, when there, when Randy Quay started, he was like, we know our constipational rights." <laughs>
0: oh boy, it's a rough script.
1: Nah, son, nah. It's a rough script. Constipational rights, <laughs> no.
0: Do you have any trivia?
1: I got two more quotes. Oh, sorry. Uh, when Gutterboy and Skank are uh, in, in in pursuit of uh, Jamie and Carrie. Yeah. And Gutterboy tells, no, Skank tells Gutterboy to get the shotgun. He's like, I don't know nothing about Helen, no shotgun. <laughs> he's just freaking out <laughs> and, and whining. And then uh, towards the latter part, when Packard comes and he carries Carrie off, from her, from, from Cave's Burgers. Yeah. And Jamie's brother, I can't remember the cat's name. He comes up to try and try, he comes up to try and stop him and he gets
0: beat down. Yeah, he gets jacked up. And he gets up and he's like,
1: you bastard chicken shits. You let him take her.
0: <laughs> Everybody's just looking like, mm-hmm. and like, yeah,
1: yeah, we did. Yep. 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 But, you know, kudos on to him for at least, at least making an attempt, but everybody yeah. else just watched. Yeah, it's rough. It's amazing. Town. It's amazing what fear, you know, what fear can do. This guy has everybody fearing him.
0: Hey, you murder a few people; people just
1: like, all right. Funny how that works. Yeah.
0: Trivial. I'm. I'm run through these quickly because I got two. I got quite a few. Um, you go first.
1: We doing? We, doing, we do? Do we do favorite scenes?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I talked. I talked about all oh, the blow did. up scenes that I liked.
1: Yeah, it's true. My bad. My bad. It's all good. Trivia. Uh, this was shot in Tucson, Arizona.
0: The water was just above freezing and it was shot in February in Tucson.
1: Yes. when they did explosions they were they were made up of just the frames of cars and fiberglass.
0: Um, the director talks about having a battle with the producer. like the producer was like literally deleting scenes um, of some of these villains because he didn't want them to play like that. He wanted to play a little bit more real or whatever his version of that is. But, man, it seems like this was a nightmare to be part of from that standpoint, from directing to like just being involved. Unless, of course, you're one of the producers that got, the, got in on Bones. the $2 million.
1: Yeah, got the bonus. They're trying to keep that cost down. Yeah. So they could pocket more of it, apparently. Um, there was an an accident on set involving uh, multiple team members who were part of a camera unit based on one of the races. One of those vehicles flipped over and, and, and fell a ways down. Most of the people were fine. A couple were hurt. And one member, Bruce Ingram, did pass away. And the film was dedicated
0: to him. Uh, the director talked about um, in the interview that when someone dies on your set, that you're basically like a pariah in the industry. Like People will accept scripts from you like, hey, everybody needs a good script. But when it comes to actually directing something, they don't kind of want you. And so he had to deal with that for like three years. Three years. It's like yeah, it's kind of true, man. Because you think about the people that have died on set, and most recently the um, the Rust film with uh, Alec Baldwin. You know, that's like you know that's a lot of. I'm curious. The other <clears throat> one I remember
1: someone dying was in uh, Deadpool two. Mm-hmm. I think there was a stunt where a, a woman on a motorcycle mm-hmm. died, and I don't, I don't I don't remember who directed that. But I'm curious if they were if they've uh, directed since. I was looking at that. But, but that's, yeah, I mean.
0: Yeah. Uh, I know when Robert, I think that's the director, the one that did Triple uh, X, uh, Stuntman died on one of his films. Um, yeah, man, that stuff's tragic. I mean, to do this stuff, man, you're pushing the limits, man. I'm always nervous, just just regular little accidents that can happen. So I can only imagine if you get people holding a camera barely, you know, barely in their seat Holding the camera, going eighty miles an hour, whatever you got going on, I can only imagine. And on a two lane highway,
1: nah, racing, nah, yeah. fam.
0: And you know they're trying to be careful, but
1: it's just yeah, yeah, these things can happen. Uh, this what? was Charlie Sheen's first
0: lead role, and also this was Brooke Burke, her first film, and she ended up becoming a fam- famous bathing suit model
1: and fitness, uh, fitness, uh, not just model, but she's like got her own like. Fitness series of stuff that she does. Okay,
0: Brooke. There were six replicas of the PPMG car. It was a Daytona pace car, and they couldn't insure the car because it was on set. There was only one, yeah. but insurance they would not cover it.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, Cheryl was actually dating Johnny Depp at the time, and he was staying in a, in, in a hotel in the area. And Mark tried to try to uh, is his name Mark the director. Is it Mike?
0: Uh, Mike Maven. Mark. I don't know anymore. <laughs> it
1: is Mike. Yeah, Mike. Mike Marvin. Matt, Mike Marvin. He tried to catch hey Johnny as one of the gang members, but the producers once again thwarted him. Dang, man.
0: They were determined to keep that money.
1: Yeah, they just dis- they disapproved.
0: The, uh, the headquarters, the gang's headquarters, the exteriors were just a three-side mock-up. Like it wasn't even a real location, it looks like. He says basically like just a flat. Um, and then once you cut to inside the warehouse, once you cut inside to it, the headquarters, it was like a warehouse that was downtown.
1: That's always fun. I like how they do that in that, the movie magic. Um, Mike got glass in his eye from the scene where, where the Wraith is destroying the warehouse. Like I think it's from when the pinball machine uh, exploded. Glass was flying everywhere. Unbelievable.
0: Uh, buddy Joe Hooker coordinated the stunts. He, at the time, he's one of the best in the business.
1: Turbo Interceptor was the original name for the Wraith. The
0: Wraith. Uh they had a brand new Dodge car and it only had like eight miles on it. And they loaded it with explosives, gasoline, ammonium nitrate, and diesel fuel diesel fuel. He said when you set spark to that, you can blow up just about anything.
1: Boom goes the dynamite.
0: <laughs> That's all I have for trivia.
1: All right. How about tips?
0: Now it's time for filmmaker tips. Uh, sometimes the studio politics will change how your film will come out. And we talked about earlier about the music and who to cast, like your music might come out different in this film. There was some kind of deal made behind the scenes with the producers with the record label to ensure that their music is in the film. Then also there's a shot where at the end of the film, Dodge needed to have their name in there some kind of way. And they were able to have this, this um, car in the film this whole time without showing the logo and then at the end you see the logo and you're like oh that kind of kills it.
1: After he dropped it off to his brother to set him up. (laughs) Uh, Randy Quaid was on SNL at the time and he would go back and forth. He would fly out to New York do his SNL during the week and that Saturday night and then fly back on to uh, back to Arizona to to shoot.
0: That's crazy. Um, The um, the director talks about how he would shoot um, six frames per second and like kind of drive the car slowly. And then you speed that up to 24 frames and it like made the action better. And he's, he claims that people use that technique since then.
1: Oh, yeah. You can, um, if you're dealing with a scene with water that's cold, you can try heating it up, which is what they did, especially with the scene with Charlie Sheen and Cheryl. Uh, they heat that water for like two or three days, just yeah. to get it up to 70 degrees and they line the, the rocks with plastic. So that she could sit on that. But, you know, kudos to the actors. They don't look cold.
0: They don't. I'm like, that's acting. <laughs> <laughs> They're dead inside. <laughs> uh, study other films to get better. Uh, he, Mike, the director, talks about how he studied road warrior frame by frame and used George Miller's techniques on holding the still frame for like two or three frames. And that's what we see in some of those action scenes.
1: Also, uh uh um Hooker, the one who was directing the the car chase scenes, he was on the the French Connection, mm-hmm. which is famously lauded as having one of the best car chase scenes of all time. Oh.
0: mm mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So having him there was uh was obviously a, a plus. And then Kay's Burgers was actually a, a beauty salon. Ah, yeah yeah that yeah. they transformed and even like afterwards he was people would reach out to the director And say, hey, you know where, where, where is that case burgers at? To try and go and find it because they wanted to shoot commercials and other things there. So you could really dress up a place. And after the last day of shooting, like the next day, they had it already taken down. And they were looking back to that's
0: hilarious. Yeah,
1: so you know, good set dressing and production value can lure people in.
0: Yeah, want to go to Kahuna Burger. Where it's can I get one? Tasty burger. Yeah, uh, those look very tasty. Uh, Kay's burgers look pretty good. I, I mean, I'm going to lie. I was like, man, maybe I'll give me a little Sonic burger or something. <laughs> I, I watched. The second
1: time through, I was like, man, now let me go ahead and fix some salmon. Yeah, let's get little. it right. Man, but yeah, the second time through, <laughs> and that's right, As the director said that. It was, when, it was when Randy Quaid was getting his burger.
0: Yeah.
1: And he was like, actually, it was it was a frozen. It was probably, Patty was probably frozen, and Randy almost bit into it, but but he didn't.
0: He didn't bite into that one, but on... When it goes back to Randy Kate Quaid's character, because the gang goes out, oh, because the Wraith left a letter on a uh, park. <laughs> Packard. Packard. I'm never going to know his name. It's okay. For the record. <laughs> um, the Wraith left a letter for Packard where to meet him out. And then they, oh, he wants to meet us here. Then the gang goes out and leaves Kay's Burgers. He said, <laughs> he told Carrie, this will be, it'll be in your best interest when I come back to be here. <laughs> so, and then they burn off, and then Randy Quaid is actually eating the burger, and then he sees him go off, and so he like hits the plate, he like knocks it off into yeah, the street, knocks it down. He littered. He littered, he, and he's a cop. He did. How about that? He
1: did. He's a sheriff. <laughs> a sheriff in town. He's uh, <laughs> knocking your stuff down. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Your parents in around? <laughs> Who's gonna protect you? I am. He's now the pick, daddy. I picked that up.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I ain't got time for that. I Ain't got time for that. Oh man, this town is a mess. Uh,
0: the story, the town, everything is a mess, but it's a great mess.
1: It, it was it. It's fun. It's fun to talk about. This is eighties B movie goodness. This was a you know a career launcher because the the director says multiple times that just about all the people who were in it, the the main stars, the main characters, all had successful careers in Hollywood.
0: Yeah, still. Um, a lot of them still working in the exactly, business. That's pretty interesting,
1: Packard. AKA um what's this young man's name? Well he's not a young man anymore, but uh he went on to become a yeah, Nick Nick Cassavetes, Yeah.
0: You know, went on to become a major director. He's in the um Entourage series. Huh. He it was a scene where uh Vince Chase mm-hmm. It was when he was trying to overcome his fear of like doing stunts and stuff like that and his car had crashed. Into it, and Cavetti's like, "Yeah, that's what I'm talking about." And Maybe then, that's hmm. that's why he has that familiar face. Yeah, he got like you know, it's, I think his hair is it's not long anymore, and he has like these tattoos, but he's still like this tall, kind of lingering guy. And then um, later on, Vince Chase goes on dating the the porn star and all that stuff. So he right. goes down his spiral down. He's like the bad boy now, doing,
1: doing cocaine.
0: Yeah, he turns to a cocaine. bad boy after that. <laughs> Uh. (laughs) Vinny Chase yes indeed but yeah
1: but these uh, this was a launching pad for many of these actors their first lead roles and a lot of them have kept contact you know Mike is in contact with quite a few of these people so you know good on him for making most of it and this is a cult classic apparently there are a bunch of groups that uh, enjoy uh, this film and talk about it and so kudos to you all you wraith, wraith fans out there. Are You gonna join a Wraith Club? I'm I'm happy for you. <laughs> but I will not appear like a Wraith. Yeah. I shall disappear. Yeah. I'm, I'm well, gonna ride off like Charlie Sheen and separate.
0: So in in like there were certain scenes where after a car wreck, it'll be like a piece of the guy's outfit, the Wraith's outfit, will be there, then it'll disappear. I'm like, what's this about? I, yeah, I Why is this important?
1: Yeah. I still was like, <laughs> What am I missing? A part of the script. I mean, I mean, I've been paying attention. <laughs> maybe maybe it's with the parents. I don't know. Somebody somebody's gotta know
0: <laughs> about these braces. <laughs> oh man. It like it was a perfect it was like a close up every every time someone died. It's there, then it's like disappears. I'm like, Why? And then at the end, like he's got all of them on. I'm like,
1: I thought maybe each one was missing. I thought, okay, <laughs> once they're all once all those braces are gone, then I thought he would just die or something, like not be able to come back. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm following you, and you lost me. Uh, I don't know what's, what's going on here. Can somebody just explain? Yeah, there are uh, a couple, couple holes, a couple holes in the. Brian, I'm, I'm
0: crying. This is, oh man, I was like, what? Yeah,
1: I'm glad I'm not the only one. I'm like, maybe I'm. Oh, it's not me. It's you. It's uh, <laughs> me. It's your, it's your script. Science the script said. is broken. <laughs> mm. Oh, God, uh. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. I was like, what's what's up with that?
0: And it, because it's like an insert shot, and they're purposely got a close up of it and it disappears, and they got a little synthesizer music. <laughs> when they,
1: this means nothing. <laughs> Dead in plot point. <laughs> no resolution.
0: <laughs>
1: man. But I'm still curious like where this dude came from and why Yeah. Why was he able to come back? Who sent him back?
0: Oh man, it's too far out.
1: There are questions and may never may, may never be answered. But nope. Yeah. Entertaining. Nonetheless. Yeah.
0: Entertaining nonetheless. <laughs> Uh, I thought that was it was hilarious to see that. It was like this means nothing. <laughs> Just want to make sure you were paying
1: attention, but not give you a payoff.
0: God, that was great. Yeah, we we yeah.
1: We, we we rushed the love scenes, but we 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 hung on to this <laughs> to not fade off. Yeah, there we go. Rush the romance and.
0: Dead in MacGuffins Lord, Lord, Lord. Any rate. Uh what are we looking at next time? What so uh,
1: possibly oh. higher quality <laughs> 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 We'll be visiting 1980s once again. Okay. But this time we'll be going to Wall Street. Okay.
0: I'm with it. Oliver Stone, yeah? That's an Oliver Stone film, right? Okay. But, Making sure.
1: <laughs> we'll, ver- we'll verify. I won't, I won't, okay. We won't take it to a dead end.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Oliver of Stone. But I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Tis, Oliver Stone. Okay. Um, and you can catch us where?
1: Facebook.com forward slash filmmaker commentary. You can also like and subscribe on iTunes. We would appreciate a review from you. You enjoy us being back, or if you enjoyed our previous programs, please let us know, let others know so they can find us. You can find him on Twitter at Reggie Titus. I am at KCG Smith32. We're also on Instagram at Filmmaker Commentary. He's at Reginald Titus Jr., that's JR. And I'm at KCG Smith32. Until next time, peace. Respect.